The Book of Revelation, Chapter 4. After this I looked, and behold, the door standing open in heaven. And the first voice, which I had heard speaking to me like a trumpet, said, Come up here, and I will show you what must take place after this. At once I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne stood in heaven, with one seated on the throne. And he who sat there had the appearance of jasper and carnelian, and around the throne was a rainbow that had the appearance of an emerald. Around the throne were twenty-four thrones, and seated on the thrones were twenty-four elders, clothed in white garments, with golden crowns on their heads. From the throne came flashes of lightning, and rumblings and peals of thunder, and before the throne were burning seven torches of fire, which are the seven spirits of God, and before the throne there was, as it were, a sea of glass, like crystal. And around the throne, on each side of the throne, are four living creatures, full of eyes in front and behind, the first living creature like a lion, the second living creature like an ox, the third living creature with the face of a man, and the fourth living creature like an eagle in flight. And the four living creatures, each of them with six wings, are full of eyes all around and within, and day and night they never cease to say. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who is and is and is to come. And whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to Him who is seated on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the twenty-four elders fall down before Him who is seated on the throne and worship Him who lives forever and ever. They cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Worthy are You, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power, for You created all things, and by Your will they existed and were created. Dash, dash, dash. And now the vision begins. It is very important to remember that John is communicating the contents of his vision and that vision is communicating a specific message that is meant to be understood, thus the name Revelation. It is valuable to compare the book of Revelation with the book of Daniel at the end of the Old Testament. Though very similar in imagery, the two books are radically different in one very important aspect. The book of Daniel ends with these words, in chapter 12 verse 4. But you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book, until the time of the end. Whereas the book of Revelation states its purpose this way, in 1-1-3, we read. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave Him to show to His servants the things that must soon take place. He made it known by sending His angel to His servant John, who bore witness to the Word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ, even to all that He saw. Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear, and who keep what is written in it, for the time is near. These two statements of purpose are very different. The book of Daniel is about secrecy and keeping the meaning hidden, but the book of Revelation is about revealing, about explaining, and about making known what is soon to take place. The vision begins with John seeing a door open in heaven. The point here is that heaven is now accessible. Heaven is no longer closed to man, as Jesus Christ has risen from the dead and has restored the relationship between God and man. Compare this imagery with that of Adam and Eve's eviction from the Garden of Eden. In Genesis 3:24, we read, He drove out the man, and at the east of the Garden of Eden he placed the cherubim and a flaming sword that turned every way to guard the way to the tree of life. Man's fallen, rebellious actions have driven him away from God and the way back into God's presence is closed, but now, as we see in John's vision, that way back is now open. John hears the same voice again inviting him to come to him. John ascends and sees a throne and one sitting on it, with an appearance of jasper and sardius. Both of these stones are red, possibly pointing to the blood of Christ. Around the throne is a rainbow, pointing to the promise God gave Noah after the great flood. In this rainbow we see reference to God's promise to never again destroy mankind. The judgment that fell upon the world in Noah's day would never again be repeated. At this point in time that John is receiving this vision, Jesus has restored the relationship between God and man and has taken the penalty for sin. 
there is no more place for death, destruction, and judgment. Around the throne are twenty-four thrones and on each throne are twenty-four elders, dressed in white and wearing crowns of gold. When we look to Scripture, we do not see a reference to the number twenty-four but we do see reference to the number twelve, many, many times. This reference to twenty-four is all about a representation of those who were faithful to God during the Old Covenant, the twelve tribes of Israel, and those who were faithful to God during the New Covenant, the twelve apostles. In short, we see an image of all the faithful of all mankind, sitting in places of authority with their king. The white robes represent purity and sinlessness and gold crowns point us to the role to which mankind has been elevated as part of the body of Christ. The church refers to this as deification, the idea of man becoming like Christ. We next see that from around the throne proceed thunder, lightning and voices. Remembering that we are dealing with ancient symbolism here, the idea of chaotic nature points to the judgment that will fall upon Israel for its rejection of the Messiah and the consummation of the Old Covenant. This is part of the imagery of sun, moon, stars, floods, earthquakes, and plagues, images that God has used throughout the Old Covenant to communicate the idea of His judgment falling upon sinful men. At the same time, there are voices as well, which means that this is not just senseless, chaotic destruction, but intelligent and directed judgment against the wicked. And standing in the midst of all of this are the seven lamps of fire which are the seven spirits of God. All of this that is taking place, is taking place by the Spirit of God. God is finishing off and completing the Old Covenant. What Jesus came to complete is now being finished in the destruction of Israel. In front of the throne is a great sea, smooth like glass and crystal. Throughout the Old Covenant and in the Gospels, a large body of water represents the Gentiles, whereas the land represents the Israelites, the people of God. It is interesting that now that the Old Covenant is closing off, we are seeing chaos and destruction on the land but smoothness and calmness on the water. The Gospel has gone out into the world and those who are part of the body of Christ will have peace and calm. There is next an image of all creation. We see four very strange creatures, one like a lion, one like a calf, one like a man and one like an eagle. These represent the four categories of creation. 1. Creatures of the wild, 2. Domesticated creatures, 3. Men and 4. Creatures of the air. This is showing us that all of creation has been redeemed and restored by Jesus' work. Each of these creatures has six wings and are full of eyes. The wings represent the ability to rise up and worship God while still keeping their creatureliness. With two they fly, with two they cover their feet and with two they cover their eyes. They fly to ascend into God's presence, they cover their feet as a sign of humility and creatureliness and they cover their eyes, for no one is holy enough to look upon God. And this glorious scene ends with all of them worshipping the one on the throne, Jesus Christ, the one who has defeated death and hell and now sits on the throne with all authority. To summarize this entire chapter, we see that Jesus has accomplished what He came to do. He has restored all of creation to its rightful place, that is, in a loving relationship with God. Jesus now sits on the throne and is preparing all of creation for the cessation and fulfillment of the Old Covenant. The nation of Israel has rejected their Messiah and because of this, judgment will fall upon those who hate God. Jesus Christ, as the means to salvation, will be He who saves and redeems all of creation. And all of this is taking place, as John says, very soon.